Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Tremble, the horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Taylor. How's it going, Taylor? Hello. It is going pretty good. I feel the caffeine kicking in, and it is nice and sunny outside, although getting a little bit too warm. But other than that, doing good. Yeah. Uh, You don't feel the need to burst out from your castle jail and uh, murder a bunch of people? Well, I mean, yeah. It's hit or miss. I fifty fifty today. We'll see how we'll see how today goes. Not quite yet, but yeah, um, yeah. We're talking about uh, Castle Freak, by the way. Steve's Steve's out. He's not feeling the greatest. So, um, oh no, the Castle Freak got him. That's what it really I, is. Yeah, exactly. Like the Castle Freak was texting me as Steve, <laughs> being like, "I'm really well." I'm trying to do yeah. my best Castle Freak impression, but that's pretty good. Boy. No, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Um, yeah, I I low key kind of like I I sometimes love Castle Freak. It's at least a like. Maybe sometimes a love. I don't know. Hard to say some days, but I do enjoy Castle Freak. It is uh, a campy little flick, and uh, in a way, it's probably like the most basic of Stuart Gordon's movies. Like, it's not really an H.P. Lovecraft adaptation. It's nothing really like that. It's basically. Family takes over a castle, and guess what? The castle's got a freak. <laughs> Basic enough. Um, but, though no, the official summary of Castle Freak is an American family that has suffered tragedy inherits an Italian castle complete with a bloodthirsty monster. Because you know what? That's going to really up the resale value of your house if you have an, a bloodthirsty monster in your basement. So, Yeah. Just... You know, pro tip for those looking to buy or sell a home, just ask, does this place have a bloodthirsty monster in the basement? And you know what? With the state of homeownership and how hard it is to buy property these days, getting a castle with a bloodthirsty monster in the basement, kind of worth it, you know? Like, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd be down. If, yeah. you, if For a castle? Yeah, I'd be down. I would probably buy the castle and then be like the woman at the end of the Babadook where I just like try to tame the monster and be nice with it <laughs> like we don't exactly, hey. we're not like best friends but at least get along well enough you know yeah i mean at one point in time the the castle freak was slightly tamed because he was yeah. kept in the basement so i figure you know you could you could do it again but... yeah yeah exactly um but uh yeah when was the first time you watched castle freak um unsurprisingly i watched this for the podcast um i think i had maybe scrolled through shutter once and seen the title um but i didn't watch it until we were actually uh, gonna cover it for for the podcast nice overall impressions though what did you think um it's still kind of hard to say it was it, it's kind of like what we talked about in our last episode from beyond where there are some scenes that i'm like really engrossed in but then 
bits in between those scenes that I'm not fully engrossed in and just kind of checked out. So it, mm. it's kind of hit or miss. I'm 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 kind of waiting waiting to see how I feel once we get to the end of the, the podcast. <laughs> hey, totally fair. Um, yeah, I, I admittedly for this for me this movie is not good, but there's something about it that I enjoy. I think it's mm. just like the campiness and the cheesiness of it. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. We got a few emails. One's from Brian. Brian says, I don't see this talked about as much as other films by Stuart Gordon and Jeffrey Combs slash Barbara Crampton. Why do you think that is? I think hmm. the big thing is this was direct to video. So there was no theatrical release for it. And I think that mm. always hurts movies when it's like, you can't really, you can't really like, you know, have like a major, major movie be like direct to video and then do well. So I think that really hurt the movie. Um, you know, obviously, I think it's a cult classic now, but I think it took a little while for mm-hmm. it to find uh, find a home for people. Well, and um, I know that From Beyond is based like directly on an hp lovecraft story but i can't remember if castle freak is castle freak based on something or is it just a standalone thing because that would also make sense that maybe from beyond uh and other similar movies are a little more well known because they're directly also tied to hp lovecraft but i can't remember if castle freak is i actually just looked this up because i was kind of curious and apparently there's a short story called the outsider which this was based off of, and it was uh. an HP Lovecraft. So it's not quite like a full story or anything. It's more of like a, of a kind of short story, basically. But uh, yeah, there is a little bit of a basis for HP Lovecraft. So here I okay. was like, it's not an HP Lovecraft story, and here I am with egg on my face because it actually is. <laughs> So. Well, yeah, that that's what I was thinking too. I was ready to jump on the. I don't think this is HP Lovecraft bandwagon, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, all right, good to know. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, Julie asks, "Is this is the remake worth checking out?" Uh, I haven't watched the remake, but based on the trailer I saw, it was it didn't like have the charm. I think the actors weren't as good as like Jeffrey Combs, Barbara Crampton, and all that. So I don't know. It seemed like not quite the greatest, but I did end up starting the remake, but I did not have time to finish. Um, okay. The story is loosely different. Um, they don't like one for one take the characters. Um, I think it like instead of this isn't spoilers because you kind of learn this at the beginning of the movie. But instead of it being like a Jeffrey Combs and a Barbara Crampton character uh, going to the castle, it's the young girl who gets blinded um, by her partner and they go to the castle and then it's kind of their relationship issues that it looks like it's it's kind of setting up. Oh. Um, uh, so they do change it a little bit and I was pretty intrigued. I think I really only watched like the first half an hour before I had to go and do something else. Um, I was pretty intrigued and it is something that I am probably going to go back and finish. So, um, if you did like Castle Freak, it, it might be worth it, but it's definitely not going to have the same kind of eighties charm, um, and effect. I, I don't know, don't quite know what the effects are going to be like. Um, mm. but it is like a modernized version of it. So yeah, it, it looks intriguing. The some of the people I follow on Letterboxd who I trust their opinions give this a lower score than the original. So, oh, I, interesting. Yeah. So, 
don't know. I'd be kind of. I'll check it out at one point. I, um, yeah, would be interesting at least to compare. But uh, yeah, maybe maybe I won't run out right away to get it done. So. Yeah, I mean, it it could very easily just be setting it up to be a wishy washy remake that they. You know, I mean, I literally only watched the first half an hour, so the first half an hour is, seems to be okay. But I have the the last uh, bit could be where it goes to shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, and then final emails from Wayne who says some cuts of this movie have the freak ripping off his own dick and I was rewatching the movie for the podcast when I shouted loud enough for my wife and seven-year-old daughter to hear, ah, this cut doesn't have the dick ripping scene. That's oh, hilarious. I totally understand the disappointment because I also <laughs> did not watch any version of the dick ripping I'm pretty sure, unless I totally missed it when I was watching the movie, but I do not remember that and that would have probably made the movie a little slightly better <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna lie i would have i would have loved to see that i didn't even realize there was a dick ripping scene in this movie but no there's there's the one scene of the italian prostitute who like feels up the castle freak a little bit and she kind of discovers he doesn't have a dick but that's yes. about as close as you get i think to any sort of dick ripping <laughs> and you know what kudos for her for like having the guile to go up and do that like you know, I understand that, like, they've got a tough, tough job, but, like, that was impressive what she did. That was... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to get out of that situation any way you can, you know? I mean, she didn't, unfortunately for her, but... Yeah. You got to try. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Maybe you might be like, you know what? Life's okay. I had sex for the first time. I'm not going to kill all these people now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he did seem a little sex motivated, especially towards the, the young girl. So yeah, could it could have worked if if he had had a dick at the time. <laughs> uh, what was your favorite line from this movie? Um, a lot of the lines between Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton's characters when they're like arguing about him essentially killing their son in a car accident um, was really good. Um uh i think they have an argument at one point where jeffrey combs says something like so what's left you're punishing me and barbara crampton says yes because god didn't he just let you walk away without a scratch and i was like oh she is laying into him like these are yeah. i mean this is basically the catalyst for him jumping off the bandwagon and back into alcoholism so makes sense but oh man this this movie has kind of like an underlying in, in the same way that movies like Midsommar are not just about what's going on on the screen, but also this underlying relationship problem, like Castle Freak also has a lot of that. That is kind of, uh, it's kind of cool because you, you definitely see the entire breakdown of their relationship and how her not being able to accept what he's done because he, he drove drunk and killed their kid in a car accident. Like that kind of leads him to, further destroying their family and like even the daughter at one point she had a the daughter at one point had a good line too that i didn't write down so i can't quite remember what it is but it was something along the lines of you know he's drinking again that means he needs us now more than ever and i was like fuck you that is so wise you are so wise blind daughter um and your yeah. mother is gonna listen because she cannot forgive until it's too late but yeah, yeah. Um, I put down uh, when Jeffrey Combs' character says, I didn't kill her. I fucked her, okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great. Like, like, I don't know if that's really that much better, but uh, sure. Go for it. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I guess he was kind of doomed from the beginning because Castle Freak was gonna set him up for uh, murder. So either either he dies or he goes to jail. Yeah, Jeffrey Combs really did not have a good out in this movie. Like, he was, no. Yeah, he was he was gone before the movie even started. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Predoomed. Yeah. Um. All right. We got best kill. What was your favorite kill in this? Um, I'm kind of struggling to remember a lot of the kills. I think I would have to say the prostitute just because she gets like a really brutal end. Like she literally gets part of her boob uh, eaten off, I think. A la, uh, okay, this is going to be so random, but I remember in middle school, I read this story once about Hercules and how Hercules once had a wife that he killed by um, biting her nipples off and letting her bleed to death. And this reminded me of that. So it was kind of a Herculean death a little bit. Oh. Just just a little bit of uh, Greek mythology trivia for you and the listeners there. There we go. <laughs> I was thinking that the boob eating scene was going to be up there. Um, but I, I put the cop getting his eye eaten out. I thought that was pretty good. Like, it was really a toss-up between those two. Because I was like, okay, the boob eating scene was pretty gnarly. But I'll take the cop getting his eye eaten out. Just, just for yeah. diversity's sake. Just to have a little bit of a slightly different answer. But <laughs> I will say the boob getting eaten was pretty gnarly. And I was like, that's just rude like right be respectful castle come freak. on come on yeah that's like her whole job there you just ruin it for her yeah exactly now she can't work she's gonna have to work at like walgreens or something <laughs> okay uh dumbest decision um a lot of the things that jeffrey combs character does yeah, uh, like even pre-movie, like any any time he gets into a car after or doing anything after having a drink, which I, I guess is pretty indicative of alcoholism, but still. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna say like, I don't know. Why don't you just sell this this castle? Why did you have to move in there? You know. Yeah. Like that's that's a good point. <laughs> sell this creepy looking castle and just go get like our condo in Miami or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like the the second that my daughter starts having a real bad time and saying that shit's going on in this castle, I'd be like, I like, even if my daughter is making it up, she's obviously going through a rough time in this place. So we should maybe go stay in a hotel somewhere instead. Yeah. And not stay in the creepy castle. You know, you don't, yeah, you don't have to live there. Until you sell it. You just you just find someone to sell it. Exactly. <laughs> that was the only thing I was like, I don't know why you keep sticking with this place. Like, I know they probably are trying to make it work and all that, sure. But I was like, do you really? You, you nah. Just, you can just leave. You, yeah, if you're planning on getting rid of it anyways, just, just, just go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think it's time to give us a score. What do you think for a score? <sighs> let me think um i definitely want to i think i gave from beyond which was the last episode um i gave it a six and mm, i might like castle freak slightly less but i don't know if i want to give it less than a six so i might keep it at the same level as from beyond and and it kind of works out because i kind of get the two mixed up in my head anyways although that might have just been because i watched them one after the other 
Mm. Um, but I think I might. I think I might put also put Castle Freak at a six. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go. Gosh, I think I'll go with an eight. I do mm. like Castle Freak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mostly just because I feel like it is slightly more more coherent and like just kind of works a little more as a movie than yeah the other one. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Plus, you have Jeffrey Combs being more action action star in this, so there was that too. Yeah, yeah. It it's kind of a trade off for me because because from Beyond, I think I liked some of the the weirdy alien monster effects and and that whole story a little bit more. Mm. Whereas Castle Freak had a little less than that, but I liked the characters a little more, and I liked the story going on with the characters a little more. So, it, it, they kind of have their pros and cons that even out. A, a little bit for me but but yeah. yeah i i can definitely understand i can definitely understand why you like it too yeah cool well go check out steve on twitter even though he's not here at the steve will dead he's got all of the stuff there and uh taylor where can people find you on the internet um when i'm hanging out online i'm usually on instagram or twitch my username is Technonomicon, or i have a blog that I will eventually get back up and running with all the crap that I do uh, blog, and I update all my scores on Letterboxd for the movies that we watch um, fairly soon after I watch them so you can always go check out my scores before the episode's posted on my Letterbox, which uh, my username is Circeanic. Nice. Uh, I'm over at ringernerds.com where we got new stuff going up. Uh, including an interview this week with Sylvester Stallone. Ooh. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to ask him, what do you actually think of the Rocky steps? Do you like them? <laughs> Are you sick of them at this point? I don't know. I still haven't come up with any questions for him, but uh, by the time you listen to it, I will have some questions formulated for him. Exciting. Uh, yeah. And uh, I'm on Twitter, film critic Kurt. I'm on Letterboxd, Fatal Koala, where you can get my takes on such hot new movies like Lightyear, Bullet Train, 13 Lies, or Prey. Prey actually is pretty decent for a, um, at least in the horror movie realm. Uh, oh, that's good. Yeah, that's on Disney Plus. So don't even have to go hang out with strangers in a theater to watch it. <laughs> Anytime they remake one of those Predator or Alien movies, I always get worried because, I mean, I guess I don't have any particular ties to Predator, but the the first uh, couple Alien movies are always special to me, so I don't want anyone to fuck with those. <laughs> um, yeah, Prey is good. The thing with Prey that I that was interesting is they kind of take it to like uh, the indigenous tribes and they do something with that, which I thought was mm-hmm. really cool. Um, and they do some really interesting stuff with like, uh, you know, the fact that like, you know, these people are warriors and they know how to, they know how to hunt. And then there's this predator that also knows how to hunt. So they're pretty capable of keeping up. My only real complaint is there's a few moments where there was like stuff that would happen. And I'm like, that's going to pop up again at the end of this movie. Right. Like a hundred percent. And then it did. So it it felt a little predictable, but Mm. still pretty good. I would definitely cool. still recommend it. So cool. Yeah. And uh, the next time we record, we're going to be talking about, well, kind of amusement park, funhouse kind of themes with uh, 
the movie uh, Funhouse, and then the amusement park. So a mm-hmm. little bit of uh, creepy amusement park-esque uh, imagery. So Cool. Yeah. Uh, with that said, we'll see you all next time. Bye for now. All right.